0: Welcome to New Hope Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast or other resources, please visit newhoperock.org. That's newhoperock.org. So I want to just share a little bit this morning. Today is Palm Sunday. How many knows that Jesus shows up in ways we don't expect? It's true. He does. He shows up in ways we don't expect. Um, so let's go back about 2,000 years. It's four days before Passover. All the Israelites have gone out, and they've gotten their spotless lamb. You know, according to their customs, they had to find a lamb that was without blemish, that was spotless, and then they would take it in for four days of preparation. Uh, at the same time that Israel was picking out their lamb, getting ready to inspect it for four days, Jesus rode into Jerusalem as the pure, spotless lamb, without blemish, perfect, sinless. Um, it's amazing. On the same day Jesus entered Jerusalem, uh, it's so much of it fulfilling prophetic words that were, were, had been spoken about. You know, we can read about this story. It's called the Triumphant Entry triumphal entry uh, of Jesus riding into Jerusalem. That's what we celebrate on Palm Sunday. You can read through it in Mark 11. I love the account of Mark 11. I'm not going to read through the whole thing here now, but just to give you a few quick highlights. Uh, as they approached Jerusalem, uh, Jesus sent out his disciples and say, go into the village. You, you know, gave them a word of knowledge. You're going to find a colt tied up. Tell them that you have need of it. Bring it back here. And then as we know, Jesus rode into Jerusalem. And then, you know, his people were uh, you know, celebrating him, saying, Hosanna, you know, glory to God in the highest, all that stuff ascribing to him as the king that was, you know, from David's line. They were throwing their coats on the floor. They were putting branches down. Uh, it, was, it was a celebration time as he was entering in the kingdom. Uh, but what is so interesting, again, Jesus' ways are so different than ours. You know, Jesus moves in ways that we don't expect Um, There were, most theologians and historians say that there were actually two processionals on that day, not just Jesus's, but they can look back and they can trace it through records that they believe there was two, um, which is interesting. So we have Pilate, right? We know Pontius Pilate. He was the one who washed his hands and said, I find no sin on this man. Um, Pilate was in charge of the Roman garrison uh, in Jerusalem. So he was representing Rome they believe according to historians that he was leading a procession from caesarea maritima the point of this for him was to display the might of rome and all the military might and the power uh, he was it was really to let uh, jerusalem know that rome is in charge they are running the show here um it, and it, he of course they did it during passover because it was a time where jews from all over the known region would flood into jerusalem like they'd come back for a gathering and they'd celebrate the Passover, Passover feast, remembering the Passover from Exodus, I think 11 and 12, um, or where it talked about uh, you know, Israelites leaving Egypt. So, um, so we know that Pilate was doing a processional of his own uh, and he was doing it to say, hey, at the most populated time of the year, we're in charge, it's about Rome, it's about Caesar. And by the way, Caesar would go by names such as Son of God, Prince of Peace, Savior. Those were titles ascribed to Caesar. So when Mark starts out his gospel and says, it's about the good news of Jesus Christ, that was a direct affront to Rome and the powers of its day. Because the good news and the gospel would also have been talked about from the Roman Empire. They would say the good news, the gospel, Rome is in charge. There's going to be peace and stability after we win this war. You know, so he again, using terms from the day. But so, then we have from the other direction, Jesus coming in from the Mount of Olives, right? It, probably around the same time. Jesus riding a colt, which was not just a donkey, but a baby donkey. It must have actually looked pretty odd. His feet probably were touching the ground. You know, we know this was a colt. This would have been an interesting sight, you know. Jesus' professional, uh, processional fulfilled the prophecy of Zechariah 9-9, said that a king would be coming to Zion from Mount Olives, from the Mount of Olives, humble and riding on a colt. Must have sounded ridiculous, even for them in that day and age. Like, wait, you mean our king, who we've been waiting on, is going to be coming in riding a colt? You know, Pilate is in riding on his war horse and celebrating the victory, and Jesus comes the other direction, riding on a baby donkey. Very, very different. Jesus comes in ways we don't expect. Even though it was prophesied, I don't think they fully understood what was really happening. So we have two processionals, very different from each other. One, military might, claiming to be son of God, prince of peace, savior. And then, of course, Jesus' entry, as we know, was about a different way of life, a different kingdom, different power and different authority. The true Prince, prince of peace, the true savior. So it's so cool. What's the first thing that Jesus did when he came into Jerusalem? He went right to the temple and he turned over the money changers. He, he knocked over the tables. He had a little whip made. He, he was intense. He was upset. It was like Jesus was saying that this temple system has so badly represented my father's heart that I'm, he's doing a prophetic act and he's going to knock everything out of the way. He's going to overturn the system. He's throwing it aside. He's saying there's there's a new and there's a better representation of God that was now not going to be a system. It was going to be in the hearts and minds of people. And he was coming in to usher in a whole new way of living that wouldn't be built around a temple system. And by the way, that system kept people in poverty, kept them divided up into social classes. It, It was oppressive to the people of its day. Jesus was angry about that. And he wanted something that was, he was here to reveal God's heart in a real way. And it wasn't going to be about the system. It was going to be about Jesus actually being in us, being with us, us displaying the power and the manifest presence of God, the love of God in our daily lives. Jesus' ways are different. He comes in ways that we don't expect. So even today, as we celebrate Palm Sunday, we think back to how Jesus showed up on the scene um, and he shows up in ways we don't expect. And I think about that message for where we're at today, you know, what we're doing in our homes and um this is my encouragement for us with that in mind is don't miss the God moments in this day in this time, in this day and age. Don't miss God breaking through right where you're at in your home in this time. You know, we might expect it to look so different. We might want to see uh this be shorter than it is you know but don't miss the god moments don't miss the visitation of god in this time don't miss what god is looking to do in our hearts and as a people bringing us even more deeply connected how can that happen when we're not meeting well i don't know it's supernatural god can do it you're on this you know facebook live with us right now we are knitting hearts together i read the comments i'm commenting on them during worship I see people that are engaged. Their hearts are open. Uh, we want to connect with each other. I believe we can go deeper in God during this time. We can learn more about him. We can even knit our hearts closer together. Well, how is that possible? I don't know. God can do it. And God is doing it. So I love it. Um, in Luke 19:44, Jesus chastised Israel in its day and said, uh, Because you did not recognize when God visited you. You didn't recognize the time of your visitation, as some uh, translations say. Let us not be like that, even in this time. Even as difficult as it is, let's not miss the time of our visitation, of God showing up on our doorstep, in our homes, right where we're at, right in the middle of our mess. Um, I love thinking about this. Uh, One of the ones I I have loved to watch during this whole crisis is Jimmy Fallon. Um, If you get a chance, go to his Instagram page, you know, he's doing his show, The Tonight Show or whatever, from his house with his iPhone. He's got his you know, wife you know, holding it for him. He's got paper notes. He's got his kids in the background. And I think he's getting more views than he's ever gotten his whole life. You know, he's embracing this time as, okay, we know God did not send this sickness. right? Anyone that says that is, is crazy. God, God does not do that. Um, but we can embrace this time. And we can get the most out of it and what God wants to do in our lives. That's what I'm talking about. And Jimmy Fallon's doing that. He's leading the way, in my opinion. It is a riot. It's hilarious. Um, they're going for walks, him and his wife, and they're telling how they first met. They're getting millions of views. Um, you know, He's trying to do his announcements and things. He's got his kids who are not laughing at his jokes and he's making it funny to the camera and saying, okay, nobody's laughing here. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Um, it it's just really great. So even in the midst of the chaos and stuff, we can find God. We can find God in this, and we can embrace him. So um, I know it's not easy for a lot of us. I know it's not easy for a lot of people. It's challenging. We're, we're faced with realities we've never, most of us in our generation have never had to deal with before. We've never been sequestered in our homes. Um, we've never been not able to see our family or loved ones or whatever. You know, it, It's difficult um, but I know this, that Jesus also showed up on the scene in a dark time, in, in, you know, in the, 2,000 years ago. It was not pretty, it was not nice. People were in desperate need of a Savior. God showed up in the middle of the darkness, in the middle of the chaos, and the Savior of the world appeared. Uh, God can come up right in the middle of your home, right in, real, in the middle of the mess, and not understanding it. So how is Jesus showing up for you? You know, maybe we need to let go of our need to control and everything, and just kind of rest in him in this, in this time. Uh, we can't change the date of when it's going to be lifted in New York, but our hearts can stay engaged in him and his purposes. And we're going to continue to worship. We're going to continue to pray. Um, we've been asking for a lot of prayer requests. We've been getting prayer requests. We've been praying for people in our body. Our pastoral care teams are praying for people. Uh, we all are. I also want to hear testimonies. I want to hear testimonies of what God is doing in the lives of people in our church. Uh, Where there's needs, we want to meet them. Where there's testimonies, we want to share them. Because people will be encouraged by that. We're encouraged by hearing what God is doing in the lives of each other. Um, If you have testimonies right now, just post them in the comments. It can be short, brief, doesn't have to be a long, big, huge paragraph. But God is strengthening me. I'm growing, I'm falling Closer in love with Jesus and falling deeper in love with Him. Whatever those things are, post them in there. It's going to encourage other people. We need to hear what God is doing in each other's lives. You know, Um, I've asked for this. I did get some testimonies in this week. Some I want to share here. I'll start start with me. I have been honestly trying to enjoy this time. I am loving working from home. I've never done that this much in my whole work career. I'm embracing it. I love being with my kids, being with joy, um, working from home. My kids tell me they love it. They've never had me working from home, so at least they told me they enjoy me being there. So uh, we're having a good time. We're having as good time as we can. I have a couple extroverted daughters who this is a real challenge for right now, um, but we're, we're getting through it, and we're, we're going to be okay. Um, but I'm trying to embrace it. I feel like it's a gift from God, the slower pace for a lot of us in our day and age. Uh, It's a gift, and we should realize this might not happen again ever or for a long time, so enjoy it, get whatever you can out of this. Um, Meg Reno had sent us a message that God has been showing up, and at the time uh, where she's alone in her house, she feels Jesus has been a dear friend to her. And I love that. And I love that, Meg. We're praying for you. God is going to continue working in your life. Uh, that's a powerful testimony. So, uh, my father-in-law Tony, one of his uh, testimonies is from the Lord. He's had the opportunity every morning. We have our, our kids start their school at nine o'clock. They each have their Chromebooks, and he does a two or three-minute devotional uh, with them every day. Shares something of his life message, of his story, uh, with a scripture, and. Yeah, he's never, we've never been able to do that before, where Papa can do you know, quick devotion every morning for his grandkids. So that's his testimony. I've heard a lot of other great testimonies. So keep sending them. We want to release them. If we hear them, we want to hear what God is doing in your lives, okay? it's good. We know that God is going to cause all things to work together for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. That we can get out of this good stuff from God even in the midst of the challenge i was praying this week and i just thought there's there's probably people listening to this where it's a financial challenge it's a financial strain for you and i want to pray for you and, and god even right now releases finances into your life lord release people to help meet the needs that are in those lives lord where there is a struggle where there's an honest challenge um, lord release provision in jesus name this is the time where we realize that you really are Jehovah Jireh. You really are a provider. It was never about our job. It was never just about our 401k balance, which are all in the toilet right now. It was never about our paycheck. But God, you are our provider. So release it in Jesus' name. I felt to pray even for those who are very extroverted, who are really having a difficult time. I see people, I have a couple of people out here raising their hands who are helping us this morning. Um, you know, God, you release... Uh, you know, fresh joy into their life this morning. Lord, they'd embrace the time to be alone with you, to even evaluate their own thoughts and, and go deeper with you in this time, in this time of stretching. And we realize it's a challenge, but God, you are with them in this time. You know, here's the thing. I think back to Elijah at Mount Horeb in, I think, 1 Kings 19. And here he is running and he's hiding from King Ahab and Jezebel. God asks him, what are you doing? What are you hiding from? And God reveals himself. But you know what? God didn't come in the windstorm. He didn't come in the fire. And he didn't come in the earthquake. It, he came in the still, small voice. Some translations say, in the gentle breeze. Look for the gentle breeze at work today. Don't look for the earthquake, the fire. That's all happening all over the world. God is not, that's not where God is at. God is He's connecting with us individually in this time. He's connecting with us as a church family. He's not in the earthquake. He's not in the fire. He's not in the windstorm. He's not in the uproar, in the panic, and the fear. He's in the still small voice. We have to allow ourselves to be quiet to hear it. So that's my prayer for us this week, is we don't miss the time of the visitation. We don't miss the God moments right now that God wants to do in your life. Don't miss the opportunity to hear the still, small voice, the gentle breeze that God is not going to knock down our door and beat it in and try to join it. He's there. He's willing. He's willing for you, waiting for you to cry out to him. He's waiting for you to invite him into this mess, into the chaos, and he, he wants to be there. So um, Jesus shows up in ways we don't expect. So we, none of us expected this all to happen. Well, God is in it. God is at work in us right now, right where you are at. He's at work in you. He's at work in your family. So that's our prayer. I want to call up um, just, you know, to sing this together because this is like my favorite worship song of all time. Uh, you'll hear it in a minute. I don't remember the title, but it's really good. Um, <laughs> so I just want us to, we're gonna, as I pray, we're going to sing this. Uh, I want us to worship together. I want this to be the thing that carries us through this week. It's going to be a great week. Um, Thank you for all those who are giving and who are sowing into the church life. Um, Obviously, it's a different time. We're not meeting, we're not gathering. Uh, We are 100% dependent on your generosity and your giving, and and we're doing well. So you guys have uh, really been a blessing. So thank you. We can continue to do what we're doing because of it. Um, But I just want to pray and just kind of close us out here. Uh, God, that you are so awesome. This week is we are going in to celebrate all that you've done, all that you've done in our lives, um, that you have, you all that you went through. That we need time to take this in, to meditate on the goodness of God, to meditate on what you've done, what you went through. God, you show up in ways that we don't expect. Fine tune our ears to hear this week. Fine-tune our eyes, Lord, that we'd focus them to be able to see what you're doing in our midst. Lord, where there's prayer needs, we want to hear, we want to attend them. But where there's testimonies, we want to share testimonies of your goodness. Because you're good. And because we love you. And Lord, we can't change everything right now in this world. We can pray, we can pray. We're going to stand against the virus. That is from the pit of hell. That is not from you. We're going to pray against it. We're going to pray for our leaders. We're going to pray for our first-line responders. Um, But Lord, in the things that we can't change, in the things that you just might be saying, I want you to slow down, and I want you to embrace me in a new way, Lord, we want to be there ready to do it. And we don't want to miss the God moments. We don't want to miss the God moments. We don't want to be like Israel, miss the time of visitation. We want to be right there, ready to receive you, Holy Spirit, in what you want to do in our day. Bless you, God. I pray bless everybody who is listening to this right now, joining with us as we join together in agreement for each other, that we continue to stir up one another for love and good works. We continue to press into you. Strengthen those who need strength at this time. Give joy, Lord, to those who need joy, who need a refill, who need to be filled up. Give hope to those who need hope this morning. Thank you, Lord. Let's just sing this together in worship, and we're just going to close it out with us, okay? Join with us if you can. God, I look to you Thanks so much for listening to this week's message. Our prayer is that you've heard a now word for your own life and experience the life-changing presence of God.